ammo. Okay, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Infinite Ammo Syndicate Episodic Discussion Podcast. And today we will be talking about God of War Ragnarok. This game has been uh, heavily anticipated when they showed the first trailer that this was getting a sequel. And I think it was inevitable because they decided to say, hey, Ragnarok's coming at the end of God of War 2018. Here's fucking thor with like a giant hammer so we we knew some stuff was going to go down and eventually it came uh so now we had the opportunity to play the game and we're gonna give our thoughts so i am renegade operative and i like to introduce our first guest here which is andre uh, yo howdy what's up guys uh yeah i'm really excited for this one uh i absolutely love playing through god Wars um Ragnarok and last year and getting to talk to you folks about you know this amazing game is going to be a treat next up is Z I am Z Hart you can call me Z for short and I'm really looking forward to getting into the podcast of this it is an incredible game both of them were but Ragnarok definitely topped from before and last but not least Mr. Shook what is up? Uh, very excited to talk about God of War, though. I love God of War for a very long time, so <laughs> very excited for this one. All right, so if people are unaware of our previous format, I will reiterate. Uh, what I will do is I will go in this document and I will read off the question and then I'll go down the list of people we're going to select to speak. Uh, once that person is finished speaking, we will mute until it's our time to speak and then we move on from there uh so the first question is leaping from god of war 2018 to ragnarok what were your initial thoughts when you leaped into this sequel what hooked you into getting it and the first person that's going to speak in alphabetical order is andre okay gotcha i got this one um so i actually have a bit of a confession to make with 2018 I played it way later than most people because I I wasn't really feeling the gameplay like what I saw the gameplay. Um, it wasn't really doing any favors for me. So for about several years and, um, you know, I just kind of said I'm not really interested in 2018. But then one day I saw it on sale. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should buy it. So I bought it when it was like really, really cheap. Like it was it was like 1999. Um, uh, I played through it. I honestly playing through it made me respect the game a lot more, and I warmed up to it. And I was like, "Yeah, this is a really good game. I'm definitely excited to see what comes up next." And uh, then when like Ragnarok, you know, as like the months were counting down, twenty um, last year, and um, finally when it came to the day to play it, I got my hands on the game, and honestly, man, that intro alone just made it my game of the year like it was just like you know shoot like fighting thor man like but yeah that's pretty much all i gotta say but uh yeah i loved both games obviously Chuck, what about you can you hear us? uh oh. yeah, yeah yeah sorry um i don't know like i really 
at first I really didn't have a PlayStation, so I only ever saw it on YouTube. It didn't take until twenty, yeah, almost twenty twenty, maybe twenty nineteen, where I was able to actually play the game, and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. You know, I'm a big fan of God of War, so uh, I've played every single one of them that I've gotten my hands into it. So I was. I was expecting it to be a great game either either way. The combat was a bit different. It kind of just like scared me a bit, but um, either way, it was pretty easy to get used to it and all that, you know, the parrying and stuff, which I'm horrible with, but it was very interesting to see uh, the uh, the environment they actually went into, which is probably one of my favorite types. So that's pretty much for 2018. For Ragnarok, I, I was, this is the only reason why I have a PS5. I actually just went out of my way to buy one because I wanted to play Ragnarok. And uh, I enjoy the hell out of it. I think it's probably one of the better games that I played last year. It's like a good top three with what games that I played last year that I liked. But yeah, I think it was an amazing game. All right, it's my turn. Um, I obviously did the last podcast for when we talked about God of War 2018. And some people were like, yeah, I preferred the older God of Wars or I prefer what they tried to do here. And I was one of the ones where I definitely liked the direction that 2018 was going into along with um, sort of debunking some of the facts that uh, people said that Kratos was not a layered character and he was showing more of his grace in 2018 and Ragnarok was also the same um, with him evolving as a person. So I really just enjoyed that. And I, I think this game is just a natural evolution from the last game. They took the gameplay and they refined it. They took it and made it better. They took um, the story into places that were interesting. And I thought there was, because of the whole prophecy thing, which we'll talk about later, it was a couple of curveballs that I was not expecting. I, I kind of just thought... It, it was going to be Ragnarok at the end and the mural at the end was going to reflect on that. But no, the story went in two directions I didn't even expect. So I, I thought that was pretty great. And the enemy variety too being uh, very, very interesting and very... That just kicks the crap out of the last game where it was a bunch of trolls all over the place. It, it definitely felt like they were going for something more fundamental with the combat and it shows with more enemies being all over the place and i really appreciated them listening to that feedback uh next up is the what were your initial thoughts on the game what compelled you to pick it up well uh originally was i saw some reviews on it for the 2018 and i was like okay i've heard the god of war series it wasn't really my type of gameplay at first because it was just pack and slash and with a little bit of story. But um, the 2018, when it came out and the story was absolutely astounding, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for the second one to come out. And when it did, I was like, yep, this is my game. <laughs> but um, absolutely adore it. I love the growth that Atreus has gone through and um, Kratos as well. It's absolutely astounding how they're able to fabricate all of those stories and make it just absolutely fantastic all right awesome so we're done with question number one we're gonna move on to question number two uh this is about our thoughts on the general combat and improvements this includes the new spear that you get sometime near the end of the game as well so andre i want you to go first 
Uh, gotcha. Um, so overall combo of um, Ragnarok is is significantly a lot better than the last game, and the reason why is because um, there's a lot more enemy variety. Like one of 2018's problems was a lot of the boss fights and enemies felt like repeats, and I think once you figure out most of them, like because most of them were like you know it'd be like the the witch enemies, uh, Draugr's, ice enemies, stuff like that. It was kind of like repeats. This game, you fight, fight like, uh, what was it? You fight these giant, like, turtle bosses. Um, you fight, um, you fight like more lava enemies called the hateful, stuff like that. And it's, and it's a lot more bright. As for, like, general combat, um, it's, uh, it's really good. I really like it a lot. Like, um, it took me time to get used to it, like, you know, without the cameras. But once I did, I really started clicking with me. I love the drop near spear the most in terms of, like, weapons because you can, like, you know, you can do, like, tornadoes. You can make it explode. You can, like, do, like, if you get, like, one of the rooms for it, you can, like, do one of them, like, if it throws, like, a volley of spears, which which actually was kind of, like, true in, like, uh, back then, like, Greek times. So, yeah, and... um. Blades of Chaos is also awesome as always. I uh, can't go wrong with that. And yeah, same with the X. So, um, oh yeah, also, uh, I do kind of like the relics, like, you know, Realm Shift. You can use, like, a sword to do, like, you know, what was it, shoot, like, light waves at enemies. Yeah, good stuff. But overall, the combat's great in Ragnarok. It's um, definitely a huge step up from 2018. Okay, it's your turn. So, um, the combat, I, again, like, I, it was kind of, uh, weird, you know, getting into it at first with the 2018 version of it. And, uh, you know, especially coming from playing the older ones, uh, sometime before that, it was like, it was strange as hell. So it got me some time to get used to that type. And then whenever, uh, whenever Ragnarok came out, I was, you know, already expecting pretty much the same type of combat, just slightly improved. I felt, I felt that Kratos was a bit more faster in this one than the other one. And, uh, I liked, uh, the difference of shields too. Those are pretty interesting how they, uh, they change how the combat could work basically. And you would have a charge shield or, or a shield that could, uh, nullify damage and all that kind of stuff so it was very interesting uh the drop in your spear i'm pretty sure it's a lot of your guys favorites uh i think it's probably one of like one of the better weapons in the game i wasn't really a big fan of the axe so um having to drop in your spear kind of i finished the game with the drop in your spear basically unless i had to change it in certain combat uh situations but i think the drop near spear gameplay was was amazing like uh venom uh mentioned earlier with the uh the volley of spears that you could throw that helped a lot in like uh big combats in the uh in the uh, Niflheim challenges and uh <clears throat> I think overall the, the combat itself though was pretty it was pretty it didn't feel as I guess as tight as the first game was. Like I really did feel like the other game was a lot more slower with how they did it and you know it was a, it was a bit less gory and they kind of I don't know, they kind of changed a lot of things in that 2018 one that they just decided to improve upon on Ragnarok that it was just amazing. I think the gore was okay. The boss battle is actually a lot better in Ragnarok than, of course, the 2018 because you had, what, like five giants you had to face with the same kind of bullshit. So 
um it was very interesting and uh yeah i think i think overall combat wise i think i would prefer ragnarok over even the older ones honestly all right so i i do love the older god of wars and 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 the stuff they did air cyclones air combos all that stuff still has a large place in my heart uh but for this newly rebooted god of war and the aesthetics they put into that it definitely is a lot better than 2018 um I think I think the main thing I noticed is that and I said this before when I was playing with the controls I'm like Kratos is faster in this game and they pull back the camera just a bit and I'm like okay now they're sort of getting their edge in how you deal with these enemies uh it's not based on you know it, there is runic cooldowns and, and and those things that will aid you in battle but it was a little bit extra prominent in god of war 2018 and this one it's just like you know a tool set uh they have upgrades where you could put in like certain relics and you could buff kratos and that was pretty cool um that it all was simplified and it made a little bit more sense i also like the fact that you can now do these downward attacks of course while atreus makes fun of kratos having no knees and he can't jump um there is more mobility options as well when you're trying to cycle around the enemies and smash them into pieces i also noticed like shook said there's a bit more gore in this game versus 2018 i i don't know if it's just like constantly cutting off uh the draugr's heads but it, it it didn't feel as violent whereas this one was kind of a little bit more violent and that tapped into the classic god of war where it's like you're supposed to do all these crazy hack and slash executions and um kill people in the most like violent and brutal ways and i i think that was kind of awesome that they harken back to some of the old school when they made this game and that was pretty interesting and cool so overall i will say big improvement combos spears uh just doing all these slow down runic attacks and um defining your moveset is what they did with this game and i thought they did a very good job so next up is z what do you think of the combat and general improvements they made to the gameplay uh versus 2018 oh i do like that they have sped it up quite a bit um, that did make things a lot more easier. I did really enjoy the additional gore, personally, because I'm usually not a big fan on that. That's why I don't usually play those games. That's why I loved 2018. But I can see the aspect of bringing that back for the fans and everything, because that's where it originally came from. Um, my favorite part was when you were actually playing as Atreus with the combat, because that was just, it gave a little bit more uniqueness than just the standard, oh, you've got your axe, oh, you've got your um, daggers and whatever. I know that's not what they're called, but um, I liked the spear. The act, the storyline for that and the animation for the story and meeting the, I believe it was a mermaid. I don't know if that's the right term for this one, but that was absolutely incredible. I was really sad for Brock, but um, I did really like the combat of the spear. It did make it a lot more fluid and a lot more clean filling than um, in the previous 2018. 
So we're going to move on to what is this. This question is going to be kind of interesting, but I guess we got to do it. So what is your thoughts on the initial storyline for God of War Ragnarok? And I want to start off with Andre. Um, so for the initial storyline of Ragnarok, well, it's kind of interesting, really, because uh, that's it. I don't want to like drag this out really long, but. 2018 kind of started with Kratos, you know, teaching his son, like, you know, basically the entirety of that game was, you know, spreading face ashes, like, up the highest mountain, right? This one's kind of more like a continuation, considering, like, if you remember 2018's, like, secret ending where, you know, Thor comes knocking at Kratos' door, and especially in the, where Kratos is, like, you know, at the fireplace at the beginning of the tile screen for, like, like, you know, grim things are starting to come, and Basically, most of this game, he's trying to essentially, like, run away and, like, not get involved with Odin. But after his encounter with Thor and realizing things are getting, like, really drastic, they had to, like, you know, they had to basically find Tyr so that way they can find a way to, you know, stop Ragnarok because he's pretty much the savior. And um, I can say it's very... Um, it's very engaging. Like the beginning of the game actually starts off like like I brought before. The game starts off really strong with you know, you know, fighting like the Raiders and running to Freya, then fighting Thor and like so on and so forth. And I think it keeps building onto that more and more. Like it's a bit more. I want to say it's a little more slower paced than the first game, which um, isn't really necessarily a bad thing because the story itself is very engaging and I never really was bored when i played through it so yeah i was definitely enjoying the game story a lot i yeah that's all i have to really say on the matter it is your turn what do you think of the initial storyline of god of war ragnarok i think it's pretty cool um breaking uh you know the fate and rewriting story in some way but um I think the fact that he didn't really want to mess with it, he was just gonna be like, just let that shit happens when it happens, and uh, if you know if it does, you know I've, I think that I I, I can leave you, uh, being ready. That's like pretty much how I I saw it. That you know, that Kratos knew that Atreus was ready. He was you know he could be fine without him whenever uh, Kratos would eventually die. That's pretty much how, uh. I went through the game at first, and then, you know, towards the end, it kind of just fizzles out, and it doesn't end up being what everybody thought. But um, I think I think the way that they did it was pretty interesting, especially with the fact that um, he didn't, he, he never really wanted to kill a god, and just the fact that he ended up doing that to, you know, bodying and completely destroying Heimdall, um was interesting because I don't think it was more of killing a god. He was killing a person that was uh, a bad, you know, a bad human being to his own son, you know, being a bully. And it's like, you're being a bully to my son. I don't like you. I want you to die. That's that's pretty much how I perceived uh, his his anger towards uh, Heimdall himself, not, not to where uh, he wanted to follow uh, the... The you know follow fate and all that kind of stuff, but um, I did I I did initially think it was like gonna be ending up as Kratos dying because of Ragnarok. You know, technically everybody has, or at least a lot of people have to die in Ragnarok for it to be fulfilled. And uh, 
it was uh, again it was it was very interesting to see how it, how the whole, the whole game itself played out through you know through the gameplay itself and uh very interesting i want to i want to see what they would do with any more uh any more pantheon of gods they would do and uh i thought following Ragnarok was probably like one of the better ways to actually do it and it made for a pretty good story my opinion is that i really dug this game it's a lot of layers and subtext i'll try to keep this brief but i've I, as a player of the previous god of wars and knowing that kratos had that angry side and now he's trying to sort of change uh, the cycle the the first one was about altering the cycle and and not killing gods and seeing the consequence that comes with it um if people don't remember when kratos decided to do patricide and and you know kill his own uh family that led to greece almost being destroyed and in a way is sort of coming back around with ragnarok and fumba winter and, and everything that's going on and now he's trying to sort of change because he has the son and he's trying to not have him repeat the era of his ways which is why in the story a lot kratos tells atreus and, and this happened in 2018 as well if i died or if you kill me you not only have to be ready but you have to be prepared to handle yourself as well as if you kill me for some reason then i'm okay with it so it's a big father and son bonding uh throughout the course of 2018 and this sort of picks up on that for the the general plot itself i would say it was totally great um one thing i noticed is that he sort of tapped into going back to the ghost of sparta when he killed heimdall but it's like he's gonna do anything to protect atreus so i understand that change happening uh and and, and there's like things that leads into the next question where with ragnarok it changed a lot of stuff that was proposed to happen that people thought was going to happen from the original murals and i'm kind of glad that now i go back to it kratos is a person that was dealing with grief and how to inflect and sort of bring hope into the future one thing about the character is that he always had hope for uh people and and trying to sort of uh bring that around because once again as people say kratos is not a layer character he always he's the one that stabbed himself and brought hope into the world in greece for god of war 3 so it's sort of like a more symbolic nature where he's changing which is why at the end he says to thor i don't want to fight anymore i'm done i i, I think we need to pay attention and, and and do it for our kids and try not to become destroyers because they basically the norns they tell kratos that all you do is kill gods that's all you do and that's going to be your downfall and he decided to go against that tell atreus instead of closing your eyes how about you open your eyes open your heart and then he was encouraging his son during the whole time so i think that was the symbolic message to pass on his legacy into the future to be brighter smarter and better and I think that was a good message. I think that was fine. Once I, once I finally got the full picture, even though I'm very upset that Brock died, uh, I, I I really enjoyed it. I really understood it, and I really got what they were saying. So Z, what about you? What is your opinions on the story? 
I really enjoyed this one greatly. Um, I really loved the um, whole outline of the horror thing. I am so glad they didn't kill him off. I was like, there's no way they're going to just kill their main IP. That would just be ridiculous. They just couldn't. So I knew that they would probably figure out a way to not have Kratos die because, like, they're not going to want to lose that money. <laughs> but, um, no, the way they told it was absolutely perfect. They led you on. Um, I loved how Tyr turned out to be Odin in the very end. Oh, I was not expecting that, honestly. When Brock all called it out, I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, that was just absolutely fantastic. Um, I didn't really enjoy the part for Freya. Freya, yeah, how she forgave a little too quickly and easily, for my opinion. Um, I, I know that they were, she was like, I'm still angry and all that, but it's just they got way too comfortable with each other too quickly i like she got released and then instantly oh we're best friends now i didn't really like that aspect um the whole um rock dying oh that was tragic i was back I, I cried i'm sure a lot of people did um that was i just i absolutely love the story of this game and honestly i loved all the twists and turns and it just turned out really good that's all I can really say on that. Okay, so we're moving on to the next one, which is um, some extra story context. So what was your original thoughts on the original prophecy that was changed for Ragnarok? What do you think this means for the next God of War installment? So originally for Ragnarok, um, the director was saying that of course, when it happened, Kratos was going to go into a bloodlust and I, I think from what I remember, Atreus was going to work with Odin. So I assume he was going to put on the mask and uh, yeah, Kratos was supposed to die from Thor due to being enraged because his daughter died and his wife died. And the message they were trying to tell was that revenge was consuming Kratos way too much. So it was going to get him killed at the end. And I think the Norns told him that now th this changes nothing if you go down this route and the same is going to go for your son. And that all got altered with the Fae sort of flash forwards or dream sequences. I don't know what they were, but they were there. And now Kratos is sort of a rebuilder. He's being worshipped as a god in a peaceful way, a peaceful demeanor. So what do you guys think about that? I'm going to start with Andre. Under number five, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh. So here, you know what? Um. Actually, I have a really interesting take on this. Um. About the prophecy, how I look at it, it's funny. The Greek trilogy, the whole Greek games, was more like it was kind of like a deconstruction of Kratos' entire like basically character and like all the Greek gods, you know, all the misdeeds and like how. He pretty much doomed the entire, like, all of Greece when he, like, killed Zeus. And at the end of the game, he realizes, oh, shoot, well, the world's destroyed. I might as well just do this one last noble act to, like, sort of save the remaining people. Where Ragnarok, it's kind of more of a reconstruction because what it does is Kratos realizes he's falling back into his bad habits. So what he's trying to do is improve, like, basically 
improve for the better and conquer his old habits, but along with like opening his heart out, like especially with like, you know, at the very end of the game with the dream sequence with his wife Faye. And it really comes in handy because um if Kratos continued on that destructive path like he did in Greece, he probably he would have died, but instead in this game, he pretty much learns from his mistakes and as a result, you know, he would um he ends up leaning more to like a more brighter future and I think really with how the prophecy is, like, you know, Kratos was gonna die and um Atreus is gonna work with Odin. Um like Atreus goes on his own arc as well, and he realizes that Odin is like all Odin cares about is, you know, knowledge at the expense of others and Kratos and both of them kinda work through their like own both issues and um yeah, so uh but really on the whole prophecy, um it's it's gonna be interesting how like the later games work with how Ragnarok ended since you know Atreus is no longer he's going out and finding the giants and now it's just really Kratos and Mir and Freya, so mm, yeah, there's a uh there's a lot to look forward to in the future. So yeah, that's pretty much my answer. Doug, what about you? Uh, so it was, it was cool. Um, prophecies, you know, always tend to be changed in some way. And I do like the fact that he, you know, once again, broke fate and, but this time he didn't actually go and kill the fates to, you know, stop it. Um, I did like the part where they do go with the, uh, I guess I I call I call them the crones or whatever because pretty much you know they're witches and how they determined fate and then they were like oh you know you may have broken this fate but you can't really break this one because you had to do this and that and you don't want to do it and so um, I always thought that was pretty interesting how he ended up still doing it but in a different way I guess I don't I don't really know if it was different or not but I felt like it was. And uh, I don't know how they're going to end up going next with how they ended this game. I really don't. Um, maybe there's going to be a different way of traveling between pantheons at some point. I don't know uh, because of the like, most of the Tears Temple being you know destroyed. And the story and I don't know if we'll end up either having a God of War game that follows Atreus instead of Kratos we don't know or if it'll be in the same area once again which I doubted because they were going to end uh, the Norse mythology in two games which was kind of sad for me but it's okay and uh, I would think that how they followed most of how the Ragnarok story works it was pretty good, especially the way they did Jormungandr. I thought Jormungandr was done pretty well. That was uh, pretty interesting how they uh, did the whole thing where Thor hits him so hard, he knocks him all the way back to the beginning of the universe. And uh, it would be interesting to see if they do any more actual um, weird mytho like other weird mythologies in like uh, maybe, maybe some Celtic or Egyptian and all that kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are hoping for Egyptian mythology to be the next kind of you know game, which I wouldn't be opposed to, 
be very interesting to see that too. And uh, I thought that if they did as well as they did here, which wasn't completely, you know, I guess, accurate to some people, I guess, you know, you have those hard asses that are like, it's not exactly accurate, but I thought I thought they followed Ragnarok pretty well in, in some aspects, and they took their own liber liberties, of course, which, you know, they're allowed to. And that was fun to watch how they did it. And uh, I'm really hoping to see more of it, and especially have Kratos grow as a character even more than we saw already with these past two games. And maybe if we do see Atreus again, I want to see what he would be as an either uh, an older teen or, you know, an adult and see how that... Uh, how Kratos' teachings have uh, passed on to him while being alone instead of with him at all times. Yeah, my my answers are pretty much the same as Shook. I would say that, uh, once again, there is a lot of avenue for the next game. Uh, still, you know, since they ended Norse, um, it, it was basically something i didn't expect like if they wanted to go for a full trilogy they could have but um it's nice to see that we won't have to wait and i like the director's words where he said it's nice that we don't have to wait like 10 years for another conclusion to the story um and, and i i think that's cool that they wanted to move to the next pantheon but there is already like so many avenues to think about of course i do want them to take like a break from god of war and do something else and then do god of war like maybe uh end of ps5 if they do this whole egyptian thing which is uh something that has been rumored i will say as for kratos as a character and, and how sort of uh he's evolved with this prophecy thing it's just a thing of the cycle it goes back to the cycle again kratos was a spiteful vengeful person because of how the treatments with the gods went um his father zeus and, and you know they all got affected by um him opening up pandora's box and it poisoned the gods so basically he was just a victim by proxy and and all that happened by proxy and he was vengeful and killed like everyone and half of greece got destroyed so then i guess ragnarok was a way of sort of prophesizing and saying the same shit's gonna happen but you're gonna die for good so eventually over the story once he started learning more and more because he went from scolding atreus and trying to teach him to be tough versus telling him to love and care so now he's going to be worshipped uh and rebuild and i think that's cool that now i i don't think they should make kratos less violent i, I think there should be violence for him when people like provoke him they did it right in the story because the gods were mostly coming after Kratos. Thor came to his doorstep and <laughs> beat the living shit out of him. So why not do the same with the Egypt gods? Uh, but that being said, I, I feel like he's on a path of positivity, so to speak. And and he wants to do things in his own way. And, and, and now this is Kratos being worshipped as a god and in a positive way and not a destroyer. So uh instead of just uh tearing apart the egypt pantheon maybe they should make it interesting in a way where obviously they're going to make the gods antagonistic for 
various reasons and then kratos and atreus have to get involved uh so like suge said uh now atreus is probably going to be older that's going to be cool maybe kratos will be a little bit older as he keeps teaching his son it's going to be inevitable before i pass away and i have to sort of give the torch away because i'm getting a lot older now so that that'd be something to explore at least in the future and, and that's what i look forward to I, I look forward to seeing more of the growth and evolution and how these new gods perceive kratos as opposed to the old ones so z it is your turn how do you feel about this um i really like how Faye purposely destroyed part of the tablet so that they could end up changing the prophecy to their own liking so that they wouldn't follow what was there proving that the prophecy could be changed if he didn't expect it like all the other giants did also um i'm sorry this is a little off topic but the fact that there was a giant giant threw me off <laughs> i won't lie on that one um but um what do you think this means for the next god of war Honestly, I do hope it ends up going to Egypt. I would absolutely adore that, although I don't see how it's going to mingle into why they're going to be having a war or fight. Um, I honestly hope to see um, Kratos become a less, not a god of war anymore, and more of a god of passion. That would be an interesting turn of events for everything so that um that you can learn not to be angry all the time that you can learn that compassion and kindness is a good way to go into the future all right so we're gonna move on let me see let me scroll down here as i am blind oh we're gonna get into the topic of bosses favorite least favorite everyone know how everyone basically knows how it goes um we're going to begin with mr andre how did you feel about the bosses in this game cite your favorite and least favorite oh gotcha oh the boss fights were really good in this game um they were good to great uh how i look at yeah like somewhere around that like they're really just really fun in general to fight and in terms of like ones i love um in terms of the bosses i liked the most Probably a toss-up between Heimdall and Thor. Heimdall because, well, mostly from, like, a gameplay point of view, because when you get the drop near Spear, Heimdall is, like, so fast that you can, like, intercept your attack. So what you have to do is you actually have to throw the Spear, like, like close near him and sort of, like, catch him off guard so you can attack. And it just keeps going and going. And what's cool is, like, Heimdall will do stuff. Like, he'll pretty much, like, slow down time, you know, freeze time do all these like really fast unblockable attacks and like i think the one cool scene was where um Kratos stabs this dude and this guy like through the arm then uses then blows up the drop near spear and destroys time those are revealing like an arm covered full of bright bifrost i was like holy shit this dude is serious and like um basically it kind of like it sort of like introduces like um you have to what was it it has like something that's introduced and then like reinforced, but um, add like a like with a new twist to it. Sorry, I'm like stumbling my words. And um, yeah, um, Thor, the fights of Thor were dope. Like he's just, what can you say about Thor? Like um, they're very challenging. Like um, 
you know, you have to dodge those lightning attacks. You have to parry stuff, um, stuff like that. Um, I do have a minor gripe with the second phase. I kind of wish it was more like, you know, bombastic where you know, you're fighting Asgard. I kind of wish, you know, it destroy pretty much, um, you know, like it would destroy like parts uh, more of the area you're on. But regardless, it was really fun though. And I um, definitely digged um, the bosses in this game. In terms of like bosses, I disliked uh i didn't like the returnal bosses like you know you know those like orb things you know just fly around you have to like find the stones and destroy them just to damage them i i didn't like them they were they were like huge pace breakers too like a already great combat system and yeah i, I wasn't a fan of those fights uh i believe that's it yeah that's about it look it's your turn Uh, yeah, I wasn't a big f a fan of those things you had to destroy the pillars for. Um, I still did them because, you know, you had to, but um, uh, I, I was not really a big fan of them. They, kind of, they were kind of random as hell, and I they were just, I like I said, they fell out of place, and the pace kind of just fell through when you had to do, like, a quick five minutes of it, at least for me, because I played it at normal. But um, uh, I think, like, my favorite boss would probably be that first one with Thor. Uh, the first fight as soon as you start the game because it, it's it's something like not even the Balder fight kind of like got me hyped for the game and uh, it was a good fight but it wasn't as to the epic proportions that that one like that first fight against Thor was because you know you leave off the last game with Thor being you know uh, a threatening force right then and there and it just cuts it off so you're left with all these years of thinking, I want to fight this, you know, big motherfucker because I just, I just want to, you know, it's Thor. Anybody would love to fight Thor. And, uh, I love the way they did that fight. And I think the fact that he was trying to trigger him, you know, to uh, channel his, his old ways and like try to actually kill him in that first battle was amazing. And I think, the the biggest insult to injury was him actually killing you and then waking you back up because he was not done with you. I think that part was just amazing. I I I think to this day it'll probably be like the biggest shocker I will have. Uh with the the Heimdall fight, uh, fight was pretty good. And I like the you know the fact that you actually had to use the spear for that one. And uh it was pretty challenging uh, whenever you you couldn't really figure out at first after you do you hit him the first time with it that you had to you know throw at him and throw him in the ground and hopefully you know he doesn't quote unquote notice and dodges it before you uh, put the spear down and uh, it was a pretty good fight because I saw it as uh, as a father trying to get revenge for you know his son getting pretty much you know bullied and mistreated the Odin fight was okay until that part where you break the mask and he goes oh, I hated that. I, I hated his little yelp. Uh and I I cannot take that fight seriously because of that little yelp he does. It's just not fun. <laughs> it's it's it was so out of place. But um I think yeah I think that I don't think anything will top that Thor fight for a while. And uh especially that second one you have where he has you know, two different stages and, you know, they're even more of a nuisance after the, you know, after the other one. And, uh, 
I think that fight will probably be one of those top God of War fights for for a very long time until, you know, maybe they'll top it off with another one. Um, the Another favorite of mine that I liked was fighting the Valkyrie Queen. She beat my ass, but she was a tough one. And it was... Even, even I, which was... I was... Yeah, I was pretty much uh, maxed out entirely with my my gear and stuff, and she still kicked my ass. So um, that was an interesting fight to do. I think I don't even think the uh, the Berserker King didn't really actually kill me at all, but she did like three times. So um, I thought I found her more uh, more of a challenge than the Berserker King himself, and I'm and he was pretty difficult too. But um, I think the fact that I had to you know. Uh, redo that fight a couple times made it to where it was probably a better a better favorite on those uh secret boss fights basically and uh yeah i think that's pretty much it all right so my answers are going to be the same i i I pretty much uh appreciated how thor mechanically worked i i liked his boss battles the beginning and the end um because it took a lot of application and reading into the mix um the thing that i really enjoyed was when you got knocked the fuck out by him then kratos actually died and then he got revived i I thought that was the coolest thing ever because it gave me the illusion that he killed me in the cutscene, and i was tapping the button like real fast so i i thought this was like some it's basically like an eternal darkness lateral move where they just screw with me and i I was not expecting it and i love when games incorporate that sort of gameplay urgency in the cutscene, and it makes you appear like something happened when it really didn't that stuff is awesome i hope more of that happens in the future uh but that being said I, I do like those battles, um, dodging the hammer, that was awesome, being thrown all over the place, picking up pillars and smashing Thor with them, that was a good time, as well as um, fighting the Berserkers, like, I, I I was grinding against them on side missions, but I, I find them enjoyable, trying to find out their pattern and, and see what they do, and the fact that they have different weapons, so you can't really just roll out of the way in a distinctive fashion against one Berserker and do that against the other. Uh, there are some times, though, where I get annoyed, because uh, I, I, I think when they start putting in, like, two of them at the same time, it starts getting uh, very, very challenging, but they're doable just just gear up and and try to do your best and and get their patterns and it's no problem so i i really liked the challenge of fighting them at least on live stream when i did it for the first time i was getting my ass kicked but i was learning and that was the most important thing with the game bosses i don't like i'm gonna say the frost phantom uh that's what they are like they got the frost phantom everywhere else and then the other one in Muspelheim is the flame phantom I, I don't like either of these enemies because i think the worst one was in asgard where you have to destroy the four pillars and there was one hidden behind and you have to like sort of find it and, and they're just not fun it's just a war of attrition throwing the axe until they finally break and you're fighting this boss for like almost 20 minutes and i'm just like i want to be done with this <laughs> this is getting on my last nerve uh so 
those those guys are not fun due to the way how they're designed and how you have to whittle down their health. I would have preferred just a traditional health bar over those stupid pillars that you have to break to really hurt them. So that's that's it for like bosses I really don't like. I I can't say I didn't like the double Valkyrie at the end. It was hard, but it was doable. So it's just one of those things that like correlates itself to challenge more than anything. Uh, but yeah, those those Frost Phantoms are absolutely terrible, and I wish they were <laughs> deleted from the game. Z, it's your turn. Uh, what's your favorite and least favorite boss fight? Um, just like you, I did not like the Phantoms at all. It's actually one of the toughest battles. It was just not tough, it was just tedious, I suppose. I didn't enjoy them at all, Um, so I totally agree with you on there. Um, I didn't really actually like the Heimdall fight, only because I felt really bad for killing him, because I was like, I was hoping that we could avoid it, because, you know, we're changing prophecy, blah, 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 and so I did actually feel kind of bad about doing that, but I did like it at the same time. It was a really good, challenging fight, but um, other than that, I don't really have much more to add than what you guys have already said. Um, well, before we move on for the record, I, I kind of enjoyed killing Heimdall, because he... He was just, so, I, I get avoiding prophecy, but he was just such an ass. Like, he's, he's a he, dick. He was a dick in the game. I, I guess he served his purpose uh, on doing yeah. that. Uh, But he, th when he started talking about gutting Atreus, I'm like, all right, that's, uh, that's pretty much it, buddy. Uh, yeah, he was, he was like a high school bully or something like that. You know, he's like one of those, like, you know, preppy kids that talks all, talks all tough, but you like, and stuff like that yeah he, he he's the man you love to hate and, and they certainly embody that with this character who voices him scott, uh scott porter yeah yeah scott porter uh it's the same he was i remember correctly i know he was ugh, crap he was winter soldier and um Marvel's Avengers. Oh, it was okay. another Marvel game. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Uh, well, he did. Like I said, embodying the role, he he did a great job with making me hate. So it got some urgency out of me. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the next one. Is there any general and common criticisms you have with God of War Ragnarok, Andre? You will begin on this. Uh oh. Oh, gotcha. I got this one. Okay, for Christmas for the game. Uh, I have a couple, actually. Um, I'll start with number one. Probably the menus and UI. They're a little bit cluttered at times, I'm going to be honest. Because, like, um, I think really just, like, you know, the map when you're trying to look for, like, objectives and stuff like that. I There are a lot of times where, like, you know, I got confused. Like, is this either, like, a save point? This is an objective, stuff like that. Um, and I think, like, uh, the weapon menus are... That's another thing, too. The armor and weapon menu... Armor and weapon menus. Um, I always, like, accidentally, like, you know, pick stuff I wasn't supposed to pick or, like, you know, took off stuff. So it kind of, like, threw me off for a loop. But I did get used to it. Not too much of a deal breaker. Another issue I got... Um, and this has been, like, a common criticism with everyone is the puzzles, which um, they're... I won't say they're bad. They're just too easy. I'm not really also a fan of them giving you hints like um 
in some ways I can kind of understand, you know, they're like, cause the game has a lot of accessibility options, you know, people who are like colorblind or like, you know, um, you know, physically impaired, they can't do all those insane actions like, you know, us. And so they kind of like do these, um, all all these options to make it easier. And I just feel like really having a character point out the solution to a puzzle just, it kind of takes away from it, you know, it just kind of takes away from it. I just, um, but it wasn't like a huge deal breaker for, like I said before, like, um, I thought the puzzles were fun. Uh, third one, uh, I think it's, uh, it's kind of like all around, but I want to say pacing. It's, I do feel like the game drags a bit at times. Like it's not, um, especially with like, you know, Atreus and, um, Angrabo and Jotunheim. I thought that part went on a little too long for my taste. Um, it was, it was kind of neat, like you know, knowing about, like I said, the prophecy. But I do feel like some parts of the game do drag a bit. Um, that's really all I have with criticisms. Um, I was going to say like story criticisms, like um, you know, the whole thing with here, but I think I've spoken long enough and pretty much you know got everything down pat. But yeah. That's all I gotta really say. Yeah, I, I I think for the tier thing, they just sort of hid that guy to be Odin, but apparently from what I see, the real tier is in the game. He's just in prison the whole time. So I, I would have liked to see more tier. Maybe we will, but it remains to be seen. But he's super chill when I saw him. I'm like, when Brock was calling him out, I was not expecting it to be Odin. I was confused. I was like, uh, did did uh tear just kill brock i was like what the fuck and then odin just suddenly appeared so i was just sort of confused by that i was like oh i look back and it was like oh it's him shape shifted so uh yeah that that yeah. that that was pretty interesting though how they did it um so suge it's your turn what do you think about this uh <laughs> um I don't really have too many criticisms about it. I know that like the uh, the clutter was was a bit annoying, especially on the map. Trying to figure out uh, where uh, where were the spaces you went to and where were the other spaces you haven't been have been to. But I think my biggest uh, issue was the the weapons menu. Like it glitched for me, and basically every single weapon was not marked as new basically but it still had the little uh the little mark on it saying there was something new there and uh that that at least to me that kind of bothered me because it stayed for me through like a, a good chunk of the game and it was like anytime i would open the menu i'd be like oh i got something new and i look and there's nothing new it's all the shit that i already had and uh that's probably my only like gripe with it and uh don't really that the Angerbold uh, section was a, a bit annoying too because again it was very slow, uh, but I understand why kind of because it was setting you know some story up because of how all the all the giant stuff uh, happening and then hiding and them hiding from uh, Odin himself and uh, uh, that was it was interesting but again very dragged. Same with the uh, with her grandmother. Uh, that that kind of I don't know that boss battle. I I don't think it was really that necessary. Um, I felt like they just put that there just to add a boss battle, and I I, I didn't really like that part. But 
I think overall, I don't really have that many criticisms about the game itself at all, honestly. Uh, for the most part, I really enjoyed this game, but there is some things that was like strange. Like, generally speaking, I do agree with people when they say that the UI is a little bit weird and they because you're trying to get to one thing and there's like 5,000 markers all over the place. I, I just wish that there was a way to do it where you can segregate like markers and, and just have stuff uh, pop in how you want. Uh, if you want to get straight to a waypoint without everything else showing up on the map, I uh, it, it's times where it's like, I don't know exactly where to go because this terrain is sort of twisty and turvy and it's all these pop-ups of things to do and I'm trying to point to one objective and there's like several flashing on the compass and I'm like, okay, so now I have 5,000 site missions over here and then I have the objective I want to get to miles out. I, I just felt like that could have been done way better maybe add in a fact that um you could go and uh, something like I i'm trying to think of that space where it's like if, if you are going somewhere you point a waypoint and then you have a trail that leaves there which is that'd be at least something that would fix the problem another thing i had an issue with is just some of the Bifrost enemies, I, I I feel like what they decided to do with them is pack them into a room like sausage meat and simply just say, hey, we're going to have 5,000 Bifrost enemies just smack you with <laughs> their friggin' scepters and whatnot. And I'm like, I, 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 I don't find this premise of being uh, covered in this Bifrost ice to be enjoyable. So I was restarting a lot <laughs> on that yeah. part. Uh, other than that, um, I, I know people complain about the puzzles. I, I, I agree with that to an extent. Uh, part of me was like, there are some puzzles where I feel like I'm dumb as fuck and I, I, I don't know exactly where I'm going. So that's kind of beneficial even after they told me to puzzle. And then there's times where it's like, I literally just got to this area and this guy is talking, telling me the solution. And I'm like, what? I'm like right in front of it. I'm like, oh, okay, well. So I, I, I think for the next game, there should be like a dedicated cuffing option. They're doing this in Forspoken where it's like, if you don't want the characters talking way too much uh, during gameplay, then you could cut it off or on. Uh, High on Life added that feature as well. And that game is another can of worms entirely with the dialogue, but uh, I digress. Just saying that, if you're gonna flat out spell it out if people want the solution it should be there if they don't want it it, it shouldn't be there i mean we have games like silent hill where they literally will uh place the puzzle difficulty on what you want whether it's easy or hard so i i i, I that would be nice but for this game it, it should definitely be all user base if we want it on or off at bare minimum and that's what I think about that. So next up is Z. Um, yeah, I have the same complaints on the puzzles and stuff. Um, I would say, like, um, you just mentioned that instead of just having it like in a menu, have the characters not say anything. But if you do find yourself struggling or something, perhaps you can like um go up to the character and ask for advice. 
like you click on them and it could be a little more story engaging if you want it but you don't have to click on it if you don't want it but yeah besides um sometimes just the samey kind of enemies over and over again it gets a little tedious at times all right uh we have a question this should be a quick one before we move on to the next one but uh considering that the norse pantheon has ended where would you want them to go next i'll start with andre andre uh -oh. andre oh sorry about that yeah, something uh next question yeah, we're on um question number eight. Considering the Norse pantheon has ended, where would you want them to go next? Uh, Egypt, <laughs> obviously Egypt. Like um, I, 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 um, I think you and Suj um said it best. Like Egypt pantheon, because I mean, look, Kratos fighting, Kratos fighting pharaohs would be hyped to see. It'd be, it'd be like really interesting. Like he gets involved with like you know Cleopatra and all that um yeah but like i said um i'm down but yeah I'm, um i don't know i mean either that or uh uh Kratos going to i don't know Kratos fighting jesus <laughs> i don't know but but yeah but yeah i i think i said what needs to be said um there's really um but yeah more... oh it's, it's all good it's understandable man uh we're gonna move on to Shug. What do you think about this question? So, I'm a big fan of mythology. I love mythology. And, um, so far, the games have covered two of my favorite ones. I would love them to go to Egypt. I think Egypt will probably be a very interesting way of doing it. But I think if they're doing Egypt, I would say, personally, with how I've dealt with it, I think... I would put that one last, maybe as an like a final adventure kind of a thing, mainly because of how Egypt deals with death a lot. And so, um, I think if they do Egypt, I I would see it as an end, kind of a thing, not not as a four for or I guess six game on the series. And uh, I think an interesting one that they should do, and I would like to see if a they go anywhere to the. I know they could have done it with Norse also, but uh, with Celtic, and I think Celtic mythology is interesting, especially with how they do a lot of uh, a lot of what the Norse the Norse people do, which is a lot of shrooms basically, and they do a lot of visions and all this kind of stuff and corrupting the mind of people. And I think it would be interesting to see if something like that could happen in some way to where. Uh, to make Kratos lose or almost lose control, or they're trying to provoke him to lose control again of his uh, of his self. Um, I think that would be interesting to see. Uh, Japan could also be another uh, another bunch of gods, maybe a pantheon that he could just completely annihilate because ninety percent of those are assholes. And uh, I w I would love to see uh, Kratos just destroy Izanagi or Izanami, one of the two. Uh, but I think I think if it goes to Egypt, I, I basically personally I think I would see it as an end of the road for Kratos at least, just because of how uh, that pantheon itself is. Um, my I'm gonna be brutally honest. My answer is the same as 
Shugs, I would like to see them go to Egypt. You can fight Ahmed or or you can see Imhotep walking around and, and doing some shit in Egypt. I don't know. But uh I, I, I think that'd be an interesting setting seeing the the Anubis walk around as enemies and you kill them and it could make for some interesting death animations. I, I think that'd be nice to, to cut off their ears and maybe uh throw them in a well or something. That that'd be that'd be funny to me. But um Japanese gods that's another direction they could go into and it'd be vastly different than what you would expect from God of War, but I think it would be visually stunning. I think that would look uh really great as well as uh the Egyptian thing. So they they have avenues they could still explore. It's not just the Norse and Greek pantheon. They still got a lot to go so I, I i i think that after that then they can explore like you know the end because i think you you eventually have to come to the end of kratos being a character i, I don't i don't know how many gods he could slay uh but they they eventually have to get to the end where he rebuilds so i i, I think I, I can't wait to see what they have next and the ideas given here are interesting uh, but I also want to see what happens when Atreus comes into his own and, and what they're going to do with that. And it's a lot to look forward to. So Z, it is your turn. Any pantheons, any gods you want to see for the next God of War? Um, Yeah, I do see where people are coming from, where they are probably going to head into Egypt. But they were really heavily focused on Mimir, so I think they might go into the Celtic ones this time which would throw everyone off. And I think that's what they're planning on doing because they seem to really enjoy doing their twists and turns. Yeah. So I really think they are going to do the Celtic just because um, they're really focused a lot on Namir and all of his storyline. Yep. So that would be interesting. Plus, I would love the backstory to Namir. Like, oh my gosh, I want that so bad. Yeah. Namir's great. Um, I, 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 yeah. I know I didn't mention it before with characters, but he's he's so interesting he's in the one. game. Yeah, and I'm really hoping to go for him. All the stories are like just a delight to listen to. Yeah, but yeah, that that's my take on it. Um, I would like to also see Japanese because honestly, seeing um, Kratos in what is it, samurai armor would be freaking epic. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I would like to see that, but yeah, I I want the Celtic personally because I want Mimir's story. All right, and we're moving on to the final question of this podcast. It's been an hour light, but you know, this is good. This is all compact. So what is your final score and recommendation for God of War Ragnarok? We'll start with Andre. My final score and recommendation for God of War Ragnarok? I would get, um, if you own a PS5, do yourself a favor and buy this game. Like, you will not be disappointed. Like, to me, I think God of War Ragnarok is like, Probably like one of my favorite Sony exclusives. It's it's up there with stuff like you know Spider Man. It's it's so good. Like like as for a score, I'd give it probably like a nine point five out of ten, which is pretty fair, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Next up is Shook. Uh yeah. Again, it's probably out of yeah. I think out of all the exclusive, like the PlayStation exclusives, I think God of War is is up there being one of the best ones. And I, I really enjoyed this one the same way I enjoyed the the uh the previous one and all the other ones before that. 
uh, I will, I'll also give it a 9.5. I don't, and uh, I'm mainly just giving it that one, that point five, just because that I really didn't like that the uh, the Anger Boda and Atreus session. I think that kind of killed it for me for a little bit before uh, I continued on with the story. Um, but yeah, I think if you have the money, just get the fucking game. Get it. It's it's always amazing to play God of War, any iteration of them. I think all of them are amazing to play through. And they all they all deserve their love, basically. And uh only Ascension deserves all the hatred. Yeah. But overall I think uh I think it's a very good game. Anybody that has access to it should play it. And if they don't know God of War, find the other old the older games and play them. They're all very interesting and very fun. In my opinion, I, I have the same score. I would give it a 9.5. Uh, there is sections that definitely either felt a little bit slow, but, you know, overall, I, I did enjoy how they paced this game. Uh, so it really didn't become too much of a bother. Maybe some bits and bobs here that they could have fixed, but nothing really too fatal to the score, in my opinion. So I am being confident and I'm sticking to my 9.5. I definitely recommend the game. This seems like one of those titles where if you're on PlayStation and you like RPGs and you like hack and slashes, then this will be right up your alley if you really enjoy those like western style hack and slashes and and, and just uh story based lore and mythology being presented on a grand and good scale with good acting and good characters and um just everything that it has to offer as a full package this is like a full-fledged game so when i pay like 70 bucks and the fact that most of the side missions there are like just absolutely positively insane and, and they lead to new areas and stuff like that it, it definitely was an enjoyable experience and i fully recommend it you're getting like 40 hour content out of this package maybe even more when you play it maybe even more when new game plus comes out so i i, I really really put it on high honors z what about you definitely would give it a 9.5 as well absolutely enjoyable um definitely get it if you can if you can't get one of those ps5s i definitely highly re recommend um watching a let's play on youtube because it is that fantastic you don't want to miss out on this kind of a story if you don't get that chance it is too good to pass up so definitely um give it a watch Oh, I, I I might have a side question. So uh, before outros, it might be just a little bit of a side question here. Uh, I forgot it in the document. So this is an extra. Andre, I want you to start with this one. We're going to talk about side missions and God of War. Thoughts on them? The side missions in Ragnarok honestly were great. Um, that's another thing I want to praise Ragnarok too. The writing is fantastic. Like just the character writing, you know, just all the dialogue, you know, it's just perfect. Like I always love listening to Kratos and Atreus, you know, trade stories with each other, talk about just anything. And um, the cyclists are really, all the cyclists in that game are just, um, I want to say all of them, most of them are really memorable. I think my favorite one, uh, and I'm pretty sure everyone's experienced this one. You know the one with the the jellyfish, the, the half pools. 
that was great. Like, I really love just the whole simple act of freeing them and let them, you know, wander in their habitat. And really, just really, just great. Um, this is a really, you know, just chill and comforting quest. And um, also, um, another one I really like is finding the dragons of Vanheim. And that's another thing. Like, um, if you explore more in Vanheim, you can actually find, like, a desert area. And there's this character that was, like, part of... Uh, Freyr's party. I think his name was Burger or something like that, and you actually have to go find him. And the way they do it is pretty neat because you actually go to those like, uh, you actually have to go to like this like highest perch, and you fight this dragon, and it's just a really cool battle. And once you like beat the dragon, and meet him, Burger's like, oh well, uh, you see, I survived just by rolling. <laughs> I kid you not, dude, literally fought like one of the dragons and as he was falling he just survived by rolling this is perfect but yeah the side quests are good they are really good shug what about you thoughts on side quests for the final question um i love them actually uh, and i think any any of the ones that red Tosker was involved i think those are probably the funniest ones that he could have to deal with and the fact that he had to deal a lot with his uh his other forms basically and i know that troy baker was one of them i don't remember which one he was but he was one of them and they were uh they were interesting to see how different they were from the actual uh ratatoskar himself so it was it was interesting how they did those and uh i think just being in vanaheim itself was amazing i think that's probably the best best place in the game and the jellyfish ones I think were probably the one, the only ones that got me a little bit emotional, mainly because of how uh, Atreus was being towards Kratos on how, uh, why does he want to do this kind of stuff? And he's like, uh, Mimir just goes like, oh, maybe if you think about it, he's trying to actually spend time with you, you know, and actually is trying to bond with you. So I was like, damn, that's deep as hell. I love that. And I think, uh, I think that's probably one of like more, one of my more favorite parts of the of the game in terms of side quests i think those jellyfish were very uh, very heavy in, into where a character development i guess and it was uh it was nice to see I, I enjoyed that part uh i definitely agree um these when, when people compared this to witcher 3 or said it was either similar or par above it it deserves high honors because I remember just playing the game and, and I was in the neon boat and I got transported to an entirely new area I never been in before. Uh, so when side missions have that sort of death and analysis and it's like, oh, now there's this giant new area that you can travel to that's only accessible via side mission after beating some of the main story that lends to more adventure that lends to more discovery that lends to more hey i'm gonna go around and see what i can find and scavenge and 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 what else can i get into as these uh environmental and context stories as they occur within the plot and i i i think that was incredible i i think this is the definition of how side missions should be i know i want to do like a separate podcast on our general thoughts on side missions but uh for god of war ragnarok's case it is expansive and it it just opens up more avenues to the main story of telling 
that narrative with the whole jellyfish and, and, and telling that narrative of how did these corrupted beings come to be when they were turned into uh, berserkers and everything and, and, and how they worship people to the end and even seeing some of the sadder stories like um, not only the jellyfish, but how some of these people died and they're trying to get back to their home and they want their final journey and you got to go and collect things and put their soul to rest. Uh, so I, I always thought that was great and it attributes to further dialogue and further context as to what is going on in the world and it makes you want to explore more and more until you hit that 100%. So I really, I really loved it for this game and I cannot wait to talk more about side missions and how we think of them in the future. Z, what about you? Um, I also like the jellyfish one, but honestly one of my all-time favorite ones was getting that ball for the dog. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely hilarious because it Kratos was super like scared and worried of it and then at the very end everyone's just laughing at him and he's like telling everyone to shut up because he's so embarrassed. It was it was a really lightning mood compared to what everything that had happened. So it was it was just nice to have just a little ha ha in there. So I really did enjoy that one. That was a very nice part, Orb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think it was funny when you uh, get the book in the library and the it, it looks like uh, another Valkyrie or something or whatever that thing was. I think it was an elf. elf. Uh, yeah, yeah. Elf. yeah. Tried to attack you and Mimir's like, I think she wants that back, brother. And Kratos is just like, no. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Ren. Yeah. You just remind me of that mission, actually. Um, the librarian. Yeah, that was a really cool one, actually. Um. I kind of like how, like, after you, like, Kratos doesn't really kill her. He actually, like, she lets him take the book because she knows he'll do good with it. And, like, like I said, it ties in with, uh, you know, Kratos growing to a better person. I, like, I really like that attention to detail. Yep. She kicked my ass, though. <laughs> she kicked my ass, too. I got oh, my man. ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, them, little them librarians don't play around. You gotta be quiet, <laughs> otherwise you can hit. Well, Kratos yeah. is generally very quiet unless he's fighting. He just yeah. wanted that book out of there. That's why he said no. <laughs> That's great. He really wanted the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, those quests that just lighten the mood a little was very much needed to keep something that was super serious, not so serious. It was, it was a nice touch. Mm. So we're going to sign out here and do our outros. This was fun. Um, I'm glad I brought up the things that I did and that people gave their input on this game. Go play it now. I'm probably going to play it after this podcast. So we're going to sign off. So we're going to do outros. Andre, where can we find you on social media? Gotcha. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, Andre B. Venom, uh, at the same as usual. Uh, uh, I also have like a backlog account, same handle and stuff like that. So uh, if you want to like, you know, follow me because um, I'm actually like starting to like do more like serious game reviews there, you know, covers stuff like that. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Next up is Shook. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Sugar Bastion pretty much anywhere. Uh, same with the YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and any other social media i'll probably in anywhere in my videos or profiles i will always have a, a 
uh, my link tree, which will have you know everywhere where you will find me. So, um, uh, yeah, I think that should be useful. And uh, yeah. All right, you can find me on. Let me see. You can find me on Twitter at RenAlbertive underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative and Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. I might do some extra God of War streams, just playing a little bit of the side content, not a lot, and that'll be closing for that last part before I move on to some new playthroughs. Uh, Death Space Remake is coming out. Looking forward to that. I will be streaming that and having more fun and surprises for the channel as well as IAS because I will be uploading those movie commentaries relatively soon for Dragon Ball Super Superhero. That was very enjoyable. So Z, where can we find you on social media? You can catch me on my Twitch at Z-E-E-H-E-R-T-Z. Um, catch me there. I stream not super often, but often enough. Uh, I usually play some chill games. I have been playing a lot of Conan Exiles, Coral Island, and Traveler's Rest. You can also catch me on YouTube at ZGoGo. And yeah, check out, check me out. All right, so we're going to sign off. Hopefully you guys really enjoyed this God of War Ragnarok spoiler cast in the description below. It will be a link to us talking about the classic God of Wars previously god of war 2018 because we did a podcast on that before this and you're watching god of war ragnarok so it all comes together and when there's more god of war in the future we will be there to talk about it so i'm renegade operative we are signing out as the infinite ammo syndicate and you guys take care of yourselves later <laughs>